0: Welcome to the Friends of NPACE podcast. My name is Josh Plockin. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Nurse Practitioner Associates for Continuing Education, better known as NPACE. NPACE is a nonprofit continuing education organization founded in 1980 by a group of nurse practitioners looking to help advance the profession and bring NPs from across the country together for education and connection. NPACE is an ANCC-accredited provider of continuing education, offering in-person CE conferences and online CE programs for nurse practitioners. We welcome you to visit NPACE.org for more information on everything NPACE. We thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Friends of NPACE podcast. We're excited that you've chosen to tune into our conversation today about pediatric health and the Boys and Girls Club. Before we introduce our guests, we want to remind our audience wherever you may get your podcast, to please subscribe, rate and leave comments and reviews. The Friends of NPace Podcast can be found on the NPAce Learning Center at learn.npace.org, on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I'm so excited to have Monica Lombardo with us today. She's the vice president and Chief Advancement Officer. Of the boys and girls club metro south in massachusetts monica empowers youth development professionals to change young lives by ensuring that they have the resources needed to provide high quality programs and opportunities for self-discovery as an experienced and passionate advancement professional her attention to detail knack for improving processes creativity and ability to identify and these opportunities have contributed to the significant and sustained growth of special events, annual campaigns, brand support, corporate and community partnerships, and brand equity at the Boys and Girls Club of Metro South. In 2020, she was named as the Boys and Girls Club of America Northeast Region Outstanding Resource Development Professional each year, the Regional Outstanding Resource Development Professional Award honors an outstanding fundraising professional from each of the five regions across the country whose dedication, leadership, ingenuity, and high ethical standards build and strengthen the culture of philanthropy in their clubs and communities. Boys and Girls Club of American Northeast region stretches from Maine to Maryland and includes more than 1,000 independent Boys and Girls Club organizations. Monica's areas of interest in and experience include planning and implementing high level strategic projects, partnership development, event planning and production, community outreach, and stakeholder engagement, grant writing and foundation relations, relationship fundraising, marketing and communications, and nonprofit consulting. I am beyond thrilled to have the wonderful Monica Lombardo with us today from the Boys and Girls Club of Metro South. Monica, how are you today?
1: I'm great, thank you so much, Josh. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
0: It's a pleasure to be with you as well. Um, we've had the pleasure of knowing each other for a little bit of time now and have been able to collaborate on a few things with NPACE and the Boys and Girls Club. We had a, a great opportunity to work together at our Cape Cod conference this past June and um, had a great opportunity to expose our nurse practitioner audience to the Boys and Girls Club and really uh, wanted to follow up on that experience today and talked and, and hopefully let folks who weren't at that conference with us in June a little bit more about the Boys and Girls Club and what you all do and sort of the intersection between the Boys and Girls Club and pediatric health, uh, both from a, a mental health standpoint and sort of a nutrition and wellness standpoint. So really looking forward to our conversation. And I'd love to start with, I think most people have heard of the Boys and Girls Club, but most people may not know all of the different things that you do um, and sort of all of the different offerings that you have. So can you give us a little bit of a high level overview of the Boys and Girls Club and, and sort of all the different things that you have going on?
1: Sure. And that that's a great point. I think, you know, the great thing about Boys and Girls Clubs is it does, does have a lot of recognition on a national level. I think pretty much anyone can think about a Boys and Girls Club and, you know, make some some inferences about what kinds of things go on. Obviously, we serve youth. Um, we are traditionally an after-school program, um, but also service youth before school, on, you know, school vacations, summertime, pretty much anytime schools are out, the clubs are in, we like to say. And and honestly, even during the height of the COVID-19 pan, uh, pandemic, our clubhouses were open all day for kids when, when schools were um, in virtual operation mode. So really just a wraparound um, support and positive place where kids can come. Um, at Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro South, specifically, we serve youth ages five to eighteen. So a long kind of continuum of care for our kids. They can, you know, be starting with us sometimes before they even start kindergarten, um, and then are with us as club members. You know, through high school graduation, a lot of our club members who do graduate um, come back and work with us as. Uh, summer camp counselors um, is after-school um, youth development professionals while they're in college themselves, and so really trying to make sure that we're sort of that second family and that second um, layer of resources that can support, in often cases, working parents. But a lot of times we, you know, have single parents and just to kind of you know get it done, keep a roof overhead over the heads, keep food on the table, need some support in in doing that. Um, And so we are thinking about everything that kids need to be successful and have a chance at a great future. Um, For us, that starts with academic success. So for our younger kids, really making sure that that foundational early education kind of support is there Um, as our kids get older, it's more about connecting them to college access and those opportunities. Um, The next bucket for us us is sort of healthy lifestyles where I think a lot of the natural partnership with NPACE comes into play. For us, that's everything from, you know, keeping kids physically fit and keeping them active and moving um, to supporting with nutritional assistance. So we provide hot, healthy meals every night to all of our club members. Um, in the summertime, we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinners, um, totaling about 100,000 meals a year just to our own club members in Brockton and Taunton. Um, and then supplementing that, you know, to your point with mental health and, and all those sort of social, emotional, wellness pieces that are especially difficult I, I think to access when you do have less financial resources which a lot of our kids do um and sort of the third bucket in our our formula for impact is a real intentional focus on character and leadership development and so that's giving kids you know the tools to to go and make a difference in the in the ways that they can at whatever age that they are now but also really trying to instill in them a passion for making an impact in their community whether that's through their chosen profession that they'll go into we have a lot of kids really interested in healthcare, um and so that's been great to connect them with some resources from from a from n for that reason um but really just trying to be whatever it is that kids need to not just get through today and just and to, you know kind of survive where they're at today but to thrive and really build those those resources and those um those skills and those dreams for the future.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a comprehensive and sort of all around well-rounded program. I think people think of the boys and girls and they're like, oh, it's a fantastic after school sort of program. Yeah,
1: come play basketball Uh, in the gym. And you know, there's probably a ping pong table. And like, we have those (laughs) things we do. They're part of it. Um, But it's so much more than that
0: yeah and you just touched on all that and it's it's amazing that the the at this stage of the game how the club has positioned themselves to be able to do that and that it's not just the after school but the wellness nutrition and sort of the academic and, and personal success which i wanted to dive into a little bit more one of the coolest things that i that i learned about when you were all with us in cape cod is sort of your sustainable uh uh, food growing opportunities and some of the things that you do there um and really nutrition and i'd love to hear a little bit more about what that program is and um what the the intersection of the boys and girls club and that and sort of how kids get get the most out of learning about nutrition and wellness and and
1: all that yeah no it's it's i i am so proud of our freight farms initiative and i think it is probably the program that we have where all of our kind of values and goals for our kids really coalesce. Um, So long story short, the freight farm for us is a a hydroponic um, container garden realistically. Um, We're about to bring our third one online. And so what this allows us to do is to grow organic produce, 365, um, really cost effectively to be able to utilize both in our in-house kids cafe daily meals program but also to share it more broadly with a network of about a dozen uh, food pantries and other hunger relief agencies throughout sort of the Metro South region here. Um, and so it's, you know, one prong of it is that it's providing that healthy food. Um, and I think, you know, we know that nutritional, acts, nutritional assistance is sort of the bedrock upon which all of our other programs are successful. It's great to have college access programs. It's great to have character and leadership programs. But when you're eight and you don't know what you're eating for dinner it's really hard to have those aspirational goals and think about a plan for tomorrow um, when you're not really sure how you're going to make it through the day so we know and have recognized for a long time that if we want all of our other programs to have the impact we intend them to we need to make sure those basic needs um, are met right starting with nutrition Um, we also know that having healthy um, eating habits you know, kids feel better, they get sick less often, you miss less school. That all contributes to academic success and those long-term outcomes as well. Um, and so trying to provide, you know, the food to to physically be able to, to eat well because we know how expensive it is and it can be a luxury to, to eat healthily. Um, but also to make sure that there's an education component too, where our kids are really understanding why certain foods are better for you than others, right? And why investing in, you know, having uh, something that's more healthy for you might be a little bit more expensive that when you have the opportunity to do that, you're really investing in some other things that are going to save you money, right? Hopefully you're going to need less trips to the doctor's office. You're going to need, you know, less um, supports and things down the road. Um, And we also know there's a big correlation with mental health too, with, you know, having that overall physical wellness and taking care of yourself. So really looking at that holistically, um, and trying to empower our kids to recognize that they do like some, some things just happen to you. Right. And you just yeah. get full with the punches. But there are things that even as an eight year old, you have power to make some choices, especially in school. Right. Whether you're going to pick that cookie or you're going to go to the salad bar.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's it's yeah. it's come a long way since my after school programs has. where the the cookies and the, you know, high sugar juices and those sort of things were probably what was being grabbed at first. So the transition, and I think over, over the probably, you know, the last 10 or 15 years, the mindfulness when it mm-hmm. comes to that, um, and being able to educate uh, uh, kids at that stage of their lives and sort of understanding that, you know, does does an eight year old want a salad? Maybe, maybe not. But they want the um, cucumbers. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. Really
1: so, so the um the things that they'd gravitate towards, right? So it's like a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. to so like, I'll eat the lettuce if I can have a cup of cucumbers on top of it. So
0: right, yeah, no, it's it's, and I think making healthy food fun for kids as well, mm-hmm. um, it yes. probably goes a long way in terms of. You know, them sort of being ex- accepting to that and understanding that there are times for cookies and cake and those sorts yeah, of things. And yeah, I'm sure there's always
1: served. a place for that. But I really think, again, the, the educational component of it too is because we have the freight farms on site, the kids get to grow their own food, right? So, I remember even as a kid, my brother would only eat food if we told him it came from my grandfather's garden. So even in <laughs> January, when there was no way on earth in New England that that was the case, he'd eat it if he thought that our grandfather grew it. And our kids, I think, take a lot of pride in like, I grew this lettuce. I'll eat it. And yeah. that I think that's been a part of it is really immersing them in it.
0: That's awesome. Really a, a 360 experience for them in terms of from the, the time it gets planted through the time that they consume it. So that's awesome. I think one of the other things I wanted to touch about on the Boys and Girls Club and, and sort of the environment that it is, is that it's such it's it's such a large scale operation and mm-hmm. you have so many people from so many different backgrounds. You sort of touched on that at the beginning um, and, and bringing folks together and sort of that environment for kids to probably meet people that they may not meet in other settings. Um you talked about some of the athletic and, and sports components of the club. And uh this is my personal opinion, but I do feel that competition and opportunities to engage in team sports bring that bring an element uh to kids' lives that when I mean, if you if you don't participate in that, I feel like some some kids may miss out. Um, so can you talk a little bit about some of those things that go on at the Boys and Girls Club and, and sort of the competitive sports, bringing different okay. people together environment? I know you have some relationships with some teams as well in the local area.
1: We uh, do. You no, know, it's it's a great point. I mean, I think one of the the biggest things you realize when you you grow up and you get a job is there's a reason they made you do group projects in school. Um, and that's because, you know, work's just one giant group project and it is about being a teammate, you know, In your relationships at home and your relationships at work. And so I think that we do, you know, I think after school programs or kids, kids today are a little bit different, right? They need different things. They have um, different expectations of, you know, what they should experience in the world. And so when we really tried to think about, you know, kids post COVID and what do they most need what boys and girls clubs are uniquely positioned to do as that brick and mortar place, right. As that physical place to convene is there are some things that you really should be leaning into that you just can't do on a computer screen. You just can't do even, you know, the Oculus headsets. It doesn't, it's not the same thing. And so, um, having those organized, whether it's like a club sport or we have a couple of travel teams, so we've got an AAU basketball team out of Brockton. Um, we have a very competitive floor hockey league at our Taunton clubhouse, which I had no idea what floor hockey was prior to getting involved with the Taunton club, but it is a multi-generational thing that just um, is so, it's about being physically active, but it is about, you know, I made a commitment to come to practices. I made a commitment to, you know, try my best. I want to work at something and learn that by practicing a skill over and over again to get better at that. And if that applies in sports, can't that apply in my math homework? Can't that apply in my public speaking ability or my ability to make friends, right? And it's being able to kind of create those opportunities where kids get to build some resilience and some grit and like figure out where else they're going to be able to lean on that at other times in their life, right? Um, and so we are very fortunate. We've had a great partnership um with the Patriots for a long time. Um, probably referencing and I hate to say or not not looking so great right now, but um Mac Jones has been a phenomenal partner for our clubs. He's been out, you know, many times to just spend time with the kids and be that that role model, right? Um, you know, somebody. Thinks about you, And I think especially for organizations outside of, of Boston that that doesn't happen as much. That's pretty cool for a kid from Brockton or Taunton to have a, a local sports celebrity come in and like want to know about them want to shoot the basketball around with them or or honestly even come make some art. Matt came and made some Play-Doh sculptures with our real young kids. Um, and so it is about, I think, just creating those opportunities where communication skills are developed. You know accountability to other people there's so much need to develop those soft skills in our kids today and thinking about what we need in the workforce it's great to you know we need people who are technologically efficient and whatever excel wizards and all kinds of things that they <laughs> can do too but there are just a lot of those people interpersonal skills that um i think you get to practice less and less in this in the structure of school today and so having A Boys and Girls Club, which still has a lot of structured programs, but a lot of just flexibility to like try stuff and fail at stuff sometimes too. And it doesn't really matter, right? It's about exploration and learning and less about some of those outcomes. And I think that is a big part of what we do.
0: Yeah, you touched on it there at the end that there's, there's some, there is structure and that's provided and I think that's an important thing, but the, the exploration factor and all the different things that kids can sort of dip their toes into, I constantly draw back to experiences in in team settings mm-hmm. uh, and think of the parallels here at, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, at, in, at N-PACE and sort of the work uh, and the colleagues that we have and how that relates to... You know, being in a fraternity back in college and being on teams back in high school and middle school, and is it the same? Certainly not. But are there parallels and things that are like, oh, this is <laughs> this is something that uh, I've seen before in in sort of a different setting. That to know that that's happening for the kids there is great. And uh, you touched on the relationship that you have with the Patriots, and we we talk about the record and everything going on there now. But um <laughs> the, the I think uh, Mac Jones and and all the players who make themselves available deserve a ton of credit to, to be able to, um, come in and and dedicate their time and and resources to the, uh, to the kids is fantastic. And so kudos to them for, for making that an initiative. Um, the last thing that I wanted to touch on is how can folks, that are interested in getting involved with the club, either on a volunteer basis or on a um, a, a, uh, a fundraising basis. What what are the things that they can do to get involved?
1: Absolutely, that's that's great. And there are so many ways I think to get involved, whether it's as a member with your own child or as a community member. So for. For someone who's learning more about the club and says, hey, that sounds like a great place. I want my kid to get connected. It's as easy as reaching out to our Brockton or Taunton Clubhouse. We've got our website, uh, bgcmetrosouth.org that has phone numbers and all of that um, to become a member. Our annual membership fee is a $35 a year membership fee. Kids can come every single day after school, two to eight o'clock at night for that $35 fee. And if it's ever a financial barrier for someone to be able to come, the fees really, you know, it's a little, it's fairly inconsequential. We find ways to make that work. Access is really important to us. So, um, that's, we provide a lot of services for $35 a year. So, that's why fundraising and community support is really important to us. Um, so, there's a lot of ways to do that. Obviously, it's the holiday season coming up for us. Um, there's Giving Tuesday, which folks may be aware of, that is coming up on November 28th. There's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then on Giving Tuesday, you're supposed to give back and do something that's less about consumerism and more about helping. So we've got a Giving Tuesday campaign going on. There's information about it on our website and all of our social media accounts. Um, and folks can make a, you know, a, even a $35 donation and say, hey, that covers the cost of a kid coming, right? And I think that's that feels like a really good first step for a lot of folks. But if folks are also interested in giving of their time, Lots of opportunities for volunteers who want to come in and say, "Hey, I'd love to mentor. I'd love to be a coach or a referee for any of these—you know—these games that go on in the club that we talked about. For homework help tutors, Um, sometimes folks want to organize a a holiday toy drive in their office. Right? Um, There's lots of different ways to to do that on an individual and a group level, Um, and so. I would be the the best person probably to talk to about any sort of potential volunteer opportunity whether that's as an individual or as a group and kind of figure out what someone's goals for impact and giving back might be and then kind of go over the menu of ways to get involved but I would say for people who want to help whether it's our club or the local club in their community reach out they will be happy to have you they can absolutely find a way to leverage your time your talents whatever you have to give And even just being a word of mouth, right? We know people in our lives who are like, I, I could use some extra help supporting my kid. Where do I go? Well, have you thought about your local Boys and Girls Club? They have a lot of things going on there. It's really affordable and accessible. They really, you know, wrap their arms around your kids and figure out like what do they need to be successful. Um, So just, you know, make that call or make that connection for somebody and get them involved in a club.
0: Yeah, I think that's the that's the biggest point, and hope takeaway for our nurse practitioner audience that's tuning into this episode is that um, you most of our folks are working in adult and family primary Mm -hmm. care. And so you are the folks that are uh, interacting with families and their children when they come in to visit. And as providers, you certainly are able to get a gauge on how things, Maybe going on uh, in their home life, if there are uh, some things that are going on where the Boys and Girls Club might be something that you bring up in your patient uh, provider setting and let folks know that um, if there's a need for structure, if there's a need for personal development, uh, nutrition and wellness, so on and so forth, that, uh, you know, bringing up the Boys and Girls Club in those patient provider settings um and referring parents to to learn more about that is something uh that i think will go a long way
1: i couldn't think uh, that
0: as a resource you know for providers to be able to speak to so what we'll also do is uh monica talks about reaching out and getting involved so we'll put your email address in the descri- podcast description and let folks know if they have interest and reaching out that that's where they can find you. Um, and certainly if you're not in the Metro South area, uh, we can also point you in the right direction in terms of uh, where you can learn more about the local club in your area. So Monica, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us today and uh, educating our audience more about the Boys and Girls Club and all of the fantastic Offerings and resources that you have uh, for our audience that's tuned in today, we can't thank you enough for doing so. We want to just remind you to please rate, subscribe, uh, and leave a comment if you enjoyed the podcast. We also have several other episodes that are out there. Please feel free to listen. Uh, we do have a few episodes that also contain continuing education credit for listening. Uh, so go ahead. And and learn more at learn.npace.org slash podcast. You can find all the episodes there, as well as on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And this will wrap up our uh, podcast episode today. Keep an eye on npace.org and Npace social media channels for updates on when the next episode will become available in all things Npace. We hope everybody has a great day. Thank you so much, Monica.
1: Thank you, Josh. Really appreciate it.